Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus and Vesta Evolutionary Podcast. Um, I'm quite excited about this episode because we're talking about the nodal change and that means that the north node and the south node uh, who are obviously on an axis are changing signs they are moving from the scorpio taurus axis which are signs opposite each other to the libra aries axis which again opposite each other obviously um and the nodes are not actually objects in the sky. They are actually points in the sky and hence why they can keep this exact axis opposite each other. And, and I get excited about the nodes because I feel like they're the fourth most important thing when we're reading an astrology chart. You know, that we always say that astrologers need to know three things, your sun sign, your moon sign and your rising sign. But I'm going to add the next thing that I think really brings a lot of flavour and a little, a lot of aha moments is when we talk about the north node and the south node. And it's also, especially when I'm reading a chart, that I can see and explore some of the things that, or the experiences my clients have had in their past life that are activating now, which they now then have the opportunity to change and sort of switch or experience the other. So I am absolutely fascinated with the nodes and I can also thank Jan Spiller who wrote the book Astrology for the Soul for her kind of uh, input that really elevated everything I felt about the nodes. So I'm going to give massive credit to her for some of this information and the way I feel about the nodes and, and about astrology too. The nodes are points on a pathway where the moon travels around the earth but it travels not on the path of the ecliptic. The ecliptic path is the horizontal line, again, imaginary horizontal line between the centre of the sun and the centre of the earth. If you draw a line there and then you imagine that the moon going round the earth um, is just tilted at 5%. So it goes up and down in a circle around the earth or an elliptical plane, so a slight oval around the earth. And and so when the moon comes up across this horizontal line, imaginary horizontal line, that is the north node. And when it goes down, it's the south node. And this kind of gives us some clue to their flavour of what it is. So when it's coming up, it's the north node and it's like I'm coming into sort of above the plane consciousness. And this is what I have to manifest now. And when it going down, it's like here I am in the in the sort of shadow or in the past and taking those experiences of my my life and reassessing them in a way. So so that is is more or less how it works. If you can imagine that five percent line, uh, 5.14 degrees line, not five percent that goes across the ecliptic. And of course, the moon appears much higher in the sky than just like a five degree, uh, because, of course, depending on where you are and of course, of how far away it is, it looks much higher in the sky than just just that five degree. 
where we have the North Node, the North Node is also called Rahu. In Vedic astrology, they have Rahu and Ketu and Rahu is the is the North Node and Rahu, both the Rahu and Ketu are slightly malefix. Uh, in Vedic astrology, they see, I guess it comes from a tradition where you would have um, you know, people had lives that were fairly set and um, they were in castes, so they weren't allowed to get out of the caste. So when challenges came along, they were often seen as difficulties, you know, and I think in more modern sense, we often see them as much more as challenges. There will always be difficulties, of course, but we see them in Western astrologies as these are the challenges, these are the opportunities. And you can get out of your lane and do something wild and different and experience something new. So, um not all Vedic astrology is going to be full of these dark portends, but the Rahu and Ketu are do have a malefic flavour. But Rahu is the North Node, and this is also the head of the dragon. And when you see it in, certainly in astro.com, you see the little sort of Emmy kind of thing, and it's that is the head of the dragon. Um. And I guess I kind of think that the North Node is kind of this raw energy. It's like they're ready for you in a big kind of uh, right. You've got to you've got to take a big step and go for it in the North Node. Because also I always say to my clients about the North Node, you know, this is this is the point in your chart. This is a mission statement. This is a mission for you. And it's like this is the mission should you choose to accept it. And of course, we don't always accept that mission. You know, the North Node, if it doesn't have planets or angles around it and is left empty, you know, it often needs something to inspire it. And maybe someone comes along with their sun on your North Node and then you go, I get it now. I get what I was supposed to, to be doing. And then things change or a situation or a job or a pla you know, planet would need to activate it. And I have had clients that have had sort of Pluto and Jupiter on the south node and just still going round and round in that south node um, theme and not really getting out of it because it's a real south node is a real pull for the comfort zone. So when you have wherever you have your north node, it's like, here's your mission, should you choose to accept it? And that mission, you know, gets delivered to you and can be you know, combusted. Once once this mission has been been delivered, this message is going to self-destruct. So it's not always obvious and it does need a little bit of help to get into that North Node energy. So, um, yeah, so it needs something to activate it. And of course, you might have planets or, or angles already around your North Node and therefore it becomes easier to to um, progress forward into that mission. The, the mission that's been delivered to you probably hasn't been self-destructed and it's right there in front of you. So it's easier for some than others to go forward on their path in that way. And and I think this is why I love the the node so much, because I think it, you know, it there, um, the way they interact with the planet's angles, I think, really shows a lot about a person and how they're uh, approaching life and how easy it is for them to to get where they want or have their ideals um, brought around so that they can easily inter interact and, and achieve things. So. 
That's why I like it. This is our mission. And our mission now here on Earth is changing. It's changing on the 17th of July, which is when the North Node will, who's been, will have been sitting at zero degree Taurus for a while and then goes to 29 degrees of Aries. And of course, 29 degrees Aries, we know it. We've had the eclipse there just recently. And of course, when when the North Node reaches there, it's going to be making a T-square. And when the sun gets to 29 degrees Cancer on the 22nd of July, then we have a T-square sun in Cancer opposite Pluto in Capricorn, both at 29 degrees and then the North Node at 29 degrees too. So there's a really challenging T-square. So when Aries, sorry, when the North Node does move into Aries, there is going to be some kind of crisis coming about. Something is going to demonstrate how powerful we need to shift and move on within society. So let's not forget the South Node. The South Node is where you have ex have life experience in past lives, what you're actually bringing into your life, this life. So it could be several lives. It could be a few past lives or just one. But the theme that you're bringing in, you may have experienced across those lives, but you're bringing in now to this life to, in order to transmute, in order to evolve and in order to use those skills to bring about the North Node sort of evolution and self-actualization. And the South Node is, is Ketu, again, a malefic because of the mischievous upsets that may happen to you when these nodes are activated. But it's also um, the, but the, the tale of the dragon. The swishing tail that leaves behind, we can't forget that, you know, can make upsets or in the Vedic tradition, the sorrows and loss, material loss, where you've left things behind. Um, and often you might see partners or people that you meet have got um, connections to your south node. And obviously when that happens, that is definitely someone that you've had a relationship with of any kind in your in your past life. So um, and, and obviously our meeting again in this life as we are, we all meet our tribes again and again and again. Um, I do remember looking at someone's chart. Um, I was doing a reading and the, I was reading for this woman who was married and her husband didn't believe in astrology and he was in the other room. So he kind of was listening, but not not involved in the session. So I was reading his chart. Uh, for her. And I said, well, it looks to me like, you know, in a past life, he's kind of been a code breaker. There's a real analysis about n sort of not obvious issues that this guy wants to has been looking at in past lives. And it is like he was at Bletchley Park and he was a code breaker. And the husband came in and just stood there and went, oh, my God. He went, my grandfather was a code breaker at Bletchley Park. Oh, my God, I'm going goose pimples now just speaking about that. But but it's kind of that kind of um, confirmation of those um, what astrology is showing you with the South Node and North Node that makes me go, yes, this is this is so profound. And I think only like five percent of the world even bother to, to look into this. But anyway, I felt that was quite a profound kind of confirmation that, that the South Node and North Node and past lives of our ancestry are very relevant to us.
the south node and north node yes we in the south node we are bringing in experiences but it's also kind of karmic experiences these aren't just ordinary experiences that you had it's like the karma that you had to go through which are often hardships challenges as well as good things that you've had to go through that you are now being able to give the opposite for because it's it's almost like oh no I, I suffered this now I can do this so it is karmic terribly karmic and there's another reason why I actually really like um, feel that these are so important to the chart so where you have south node it's not like you know child prodigy comes in and play the piano <laughs> immediately at two years old but it's that kind of thing where you get it and it's like I taught myself astrology when I was 15 years old and I just seemed to get everything about astrology straight away and um, I was reading Derek and Julia Parker's compendium and I was like this is it this is it I just got it and was reading people's charts when I was 15 so um that's the kind of south node activation that you might find that you get it. You have a skill in that area, but it doesn't mean that you have to stay working that skill forever. You do actually have to get to the north node with your mission. So let's think of the south node as a karmic blueprint that you have. You're coming in with this blueprint and now it needs updating. And now it almost needs the opposite themes to enable that to update so you can use the themes or you can completely leave them behind but this blueprint does need updating so now for the wall for the last 18 months we've had the south node that blueprint in scorpio of course we've had the north node opposite in taurus and the south node in scorpio scorpio is ruled by pluto so there will be kind of power struggles where you have either given away completely your power or you've been oppressed with Scorpio South Node and or also where you've wielded power and maybe wielded power unfairly or wielded power and, um, you know, had an extreme of power. So there's the good side and the bad side, but both of those things need need rebalancing. Even if you've had too much power or just the right amount of power, it's like, well, now you need to experience it without or in a different way. Also, with a south node in Scorpio, there may have been some dabbling in the dark arts, it has to be said. There may be potentially kind of... Um, you know, kind of witchy stuff going on, perhaps even, I would say, death or being accused of being a witch and maybe having died from being accused of being a witch, that kind of energy with this Scorpio South Node. And that's, you see that meme that's coming around, we're, we're the witches or the granddaughters, great, great granddaughters of the witches that they didn't burn. But I would say we're the granddaughters of the witches they did burn as well. And we have that ancestry. So South Node in Scorpio is past life as a witch or even a priestess, priest or priestess, or someone who dealt with energetic spiritual matters um, and, and also sexual matters, a temple priestess, someone who was using sex or tantra for uh, power. For, uh, and really understood those power games, not even games, those power shifts that come either with sexual energy or with, um, you know, with with um, spiritual energy. 
So and and so it's a non tangible way of living. You're dealing with things that aren't physical, that aren't manifest, because, of course, Taurus in the opposite is that everything that is manifest nature upwards. So here in the South Node, that what we've been seeing in the last 18 months is some of those power shifts coming up, the games coming up. And we've really kind of looked like, look, the top one percent have all the power. They've shown us how powerful they are. And that's what we're looking at. But also with Scorpio, we have to remember Scorpio is the sign of sex. And this will also in Scorpio be often um, sexual abuse or um, as we're seeing now, sex trafficking um, and those kind of issues coming around or either in the native, the person who has the south node in Scorpio or right now, as we have a south node in Scorpio, there are issues like that coming up for us to deal with. And if you think on the last 18 months, we've seen a lot of corruption that has come out. But everyone's going, oh, yeah, it's just corruption. It's just normal <laughs> oppression. We've had a lot of oppression from people, sexual abuse ideas coming out, um, especially with the child trafficking. We've seen money deals with between governments. We've seen been seen uh, um, impeached presidents and past presidents. And, you know, we've been looking into corruption in, on a grand scale. And these are Scorpio South Node issues coming up right now for us to look at because we are now obviously really highly active or have been highly active with the Taurus North Node. I think it's quite funny that in the UK, our sort of corruption has been about the prime minister having a piece of birthday cake during lockdown when we were all unable to go and see our relatives in hospital and, and we're in serious lockdown. And, and the corruption is there was a little part or there were several parties. I don't know. But, you know, some of my friends said he was just having birthday cake. I'm sure there was a lot more than that. But the idea that the corruption is around birthday cake in the UK is so very British, because when you compare it to the corruption that's going on, say, in France or in America uh, with Hunter Biden's laptop and the bio lab weapons of mass, uh, mass destruction and the um, the laundering of money through Ukraine or the Ukraine war with BlackRock, etc. is like, wow, that's corruption on a massive scale. So completely at another level. And I'm sure it's not just happening in the UK, I'm ha uh, in the USA. I'm sure it's happening everywhere. But these are just examples of sort of dark activity, activity that looks spurious, doesn't really feel like it fits, like what's going really going on here? And, and that is bound to be highly active for the last 18 months with Scorpio South Node. So because the North Node in Taurus has been highly active, much more active because there have not been major planets in the the South Node Scorpio. They've the activity has been in the North Node. And the first one of those things is the North Node meeting Uranus, meeting Mars. A couple of, you know, when it first arrived here, that was kind of one of the powerful. So Uranus activating Taurus anyway is huge. You know, the big planet coming in and really it came in on May 2018. And I think then we had this huge increase in veganism. You know, we were looking at what how we wanted to save the planet, climate change. 
those, you know, looking at intensive farming and is that sustainable? You know, should we all be eating insects? And then we're looking at cash. Um, you know, is cash the way forward? Nobody's using cash. And then going towards a digital currency because Uranus is there electrifying the planet and uh, electrifying it to the degree that we have 5G coming in and an excess of digital and satellites being kicking off around the planet. So we now have like a ring of satellites all the way around the Earth. So that's Uranus in North in Taurus, as well as the North Node. It's really projecting us way, way into the future, really upgrading the planet with Uranus and the North Node. Whereas the South Node in Taurus has just stayed. There's been no activity there apart from obviously the eclipses, which happen around the nodes anyway. Um, but there haven't been planets there like there have in Taurus. And Taurus has now obviously got um, Jupiter in it as well. So high as a highly active, more active. And this is an example of the more action happening in the north node because of the planets there, not because of uh, that we we should be heading that way. You know, that we haven't, you know, if the planets had been in the south node, we would have been dragging up stuff from the past and going round in circles with that stuff rather than really creating something for the future, like the satellites, the 5G, the veganism. Those are all kind of future ideas that we're where planet Earth is heading. And also another subject that's really come about because Taurus rules the body. And there's this idea about body autonomy that's been in the headlines for the last 18 months, one on um, on the abortion rights and whether it's the woman's choice on how long and all those aspects around body autonomy, but also uh, around healthcare. You know, do I have to take the healthcare that everyone else does? Is it a, a mass mandate that everyone has to have it or they lose their jobs? I mean, that's, um, you know, that's the kind of mandate we've been looking. But Taurus wants body autonomy. Taurus wants you to have control over your own body and feel it and be more with nature. But this whole idea of, um, you know, mandating what your body is allowed to do or not allowed to do, what it has to take in is a huge issue for North Node and Uranus in, in Taurus. And, uh, and it, the idea as well that the Uranus I mean, with the last time the, or the time before when Uranus was in Taurus, it created nuclear fusion power. So the nuclear bomb, you know. So this time around, we are creating something similar with this whole um, also the weather, um, adjusting the weather as well, as well as having uh, digital access throughout the whole planet with satellites and um, phone poles, 5G phone poles going up everywhere. This whole swathe of digitalization of the planet, electrifying it all, just as nuclear power did back then. Because I think it's funny that, that they brought this to us. And now when the North Node moves into Aries, Aries is about your identity and your and who you are, how you self-identify. And of course, on in the digital world, you have to put your profile forward. But it's so easy to have your identity stolen. And I think that shift from, you know, what Taurus has created with the North Node and, and the digital world now shifting into Aries. It's like, wow, I have now, um, they're, you know, going to see issues around your um, digital identity 
and maybe we're going to see the problems that that causes that you know that your digital identity is potentially your banking identity and so that people can see or your and also then your health identical identity and your medical history and who you really are and your and your beliefs because aries will want to self actualize and say yeah this is what i believe this is who i am this is the great i am that i am from genesis in the bible when god says this is i am i'm here this is my ego as it were um presenting myself in spirit spirit in human form i think something is going to happen on the 17th to do with our identity or or someone's identity that that we are all going to see as the example and that we now need to address in our own lives like suddenly someone says oh look have you seen apple of spying on us and we've all got to change or update our phones or whatever something like that is going to happen on the 17th a bit more profound than that so i would like to see what that is um and see how that pans out and i'd be interesting to hear your own experiences as to what might happen um on the 17th and around the 17th and whether you've got planets in Libra or areas that you think are going to be activated by this. So do let me know and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.